0: evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You are listening to and watching the review crew, uh, and I'm your host, Brian, the conscience of Cleveland Dawnland. Well, folks, week seven has been and gone, and we have been treated to yet another incredible week of Gridiron action, uh, and we're going to be looking through it, digesting it, discussing it with you all this evening. Now don't worry, as always, we have got our kickoff question and our statistic of the week. Now, ladies and gents, a wee reminder this week, if you didn't catch the Gridiron Crew first birthday party, well, one, where were you? But two, get yourself onto YouTube, get the video watched. A wee birdie that's eagle-shaped has told me that there is a cracker of a giveaway. If you can stick with the pod. Through a fifty-two minutes or so, there is a face from Twitter who is the lady of giveaways, and you may well recognise her when you see her, who has got something special there. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, like, follow, subscribe the crew on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Threads, anything, everything you can find is there. Whatever you get your podcasts from. Now, as always, I am joined by some of the finest members that the crew has, and a special guest tonight, know less. but we'll get to him in a minute. Now, the first person I've actually got written on my sheet isn't here yet, because he's late and he's sorting things out, but we'll come to him in a minute. Uh, so, first up, um, he wants to know what love is, um, because <laughs> love is certainly not a quarterback. Uh, Liam, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, I'm good.
1: A great weekend of football that was so fun to watch. You were so close <laughs> to a Victory Monday as well. You taste it. <laughs> We, didn't, now, deserve that you we didn't deserve that Victory Monday, but I'll take it if
0: we have got oh, it. So. Well, do you know, Liam, to be fair, to be fair, to give you your shout, mate, ladies and gentlemen, his team might not have had a Victory Monday, but in our home fantasy league, Liam has recorded his first Victory Monday of the year. So he, he is no season. longer only. He's no longer the winless team.
1: So you've got that going for you, mate. Only up from here, up from here, isn't it? You know, only me is up. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, you're, you're quite right, mate. You are at the back end of that table, so the only way indeed is up. Um thank you very much, mate. Well, moving on, um, we've got giant among men. Um, well, I say that. He's only taller than Sam Howell, and he's horizontal.
2: Um, it is Gav. How are you doing, mate? Oh, well I uh somebody does get to a Victory Monday uh, for a yeah. Uh, bit of relief this week uh, so yeah did pretty good thanks this is it yeah giants fans celebrating
0: <laughs> wins tackles <laughs> fans mourning losses what year is this <laughs> uh, like and then on to our special guest so we have got he's got a massive one up on all of us because he actually knows what he's talking about um so unlike the rest of us uh so Pete is uh, one of the coaches for the Edinburgh Napier Knights. So, Pete, first off, welcome to the pod. Mate. delighted to have you on. Uh, tell, tell us a wee bit about yourself. How you get into this wonderful game? Um, what life is like being being Mister, being Sir, coach?
3: Oh, uh, so uh, yeah, I got into the, the sport right at the beginning. So back in the eighties, I was. Um, I know I. I know I don't look that old. But, um, Not a day
0: yeah. over 21, mate.
3: <laughs> yeah, back in the day when there was only three channels, and <laughs> uh, this days. fabulous new fourth channel arrived, and nobody had anything to do on a Sunday afternoon. So uh, it was Songs of Praise or this amazing new sport that was on Channel 4.
0: <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's, uh, mate, w- w- every Sunday we all have that, that, that battle inside ourselves <laughs> is what will we watch between Songs of Praise and Red Zone?
3: Yeah, and, and to be fair, like so the, the very first game I saw, which was 1984, Dolphins versus Seahawks in the playoffs. And uh, I was round at my Auntie Marjorie's house and uh, my cousin David used to batter the crap out of me every time I went around there. And the dog was a little bit, he was a little bit touchy-feely, that dog. So uh, rather than being sent through the next room to play with cousin David and get assaulted by the dog, I said, no, I've got to watch telly. He said, what are you watching telly for? There's nothing on. It's a Sunday. We only have three channels. And no one, there's <laughs> four. I want to watch this, whatever this is. And that was it. I was hooked. And, uh, so, so, so rather
0: like, than being assaulted yourself, you decided <laughs> it was wiser to watch other men be assaulted on television.
3: Yeah, that, that says a lot about me, I think. Um, so, yeah, I, got, I really got into it. I and mean, then in the early 80s, everybody was fascinated enough that we went to go play the sport. So, you know, yeah. there was a huge burst of people taking part in sport and just finding equipment from wherever. So I, I've been involved since mid eighties coaching and playing. Obviously I still love the sport and follow it uh, whenever I can. And I've had the opportunity to coach it in the U S. Um, wow. uh, uh, university football is what I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. So I've been with the Edinburgh Napier Knights and the head coach there. We representing. Um, yeah. I've been there since 2009, and uh, uniquely for any of university American football teams, we actually run a youth program. So we have wow. an under 19s, an under 17s, and an under 13 flag team. So they run through the summer. In fact, we've got some rookie days coming up fairly Aye. soon so if you can look us up on social media if anybody's got young kids they want to send along to try the sport for the first time we're based we in will energy. make
0: sure to get all of your socials linked out Me, that sounds like a fantastic opportunity for folks
3: it is and the kids are involved not just in playing the sport we run a program that's very much about developing the kids um you know trying to keep them out of trouble um we're sort of building responsibility teamwork and there, there's a drop off in all sports across, Yeah, um, you know, kids not wanting to get involved in organizers, there's a lack of opportunity to do it. So we're finding a way to try and get kids involved in sport itself. So we could be, I always say we could be teaching tiddlywinks, but, you know, um, the kids get a blast out of what we do. And we've got a great crew of coaches and players and players who become coaches. Um, so it just, grows and grows and grows year in year out so that's my plug over
4: <laughs> fantastic
0: now you must now we've discussed this in, in the the crew previously but you must be somebody that is as we all are really excited about the prospect of flag football in the olympics this has kind of been announced that it's coming 20 or oh, some somebody jump in and save me what year did they say they were doing 28 28, 20, 20, yeah. 28 there you go thank you boys yeah, it must be something that you for somebody that's as involved in it as you are, you must be looking at that as, as a huge opportunity to really grow the sport even more.
3: Well, flag, it's funny because flag's almost a, a different version of the sport. And you find mm. loads of ex-football players who retire and take up flag football, but also people who maybe don't like the contact side as much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they find that more interesting or perhaps you know they they don't want to risk contact you know we've all got (laughs) reasons not to get hurt (laughs) so um one of the things we're trying to do with the university team is we're growing an opportunity now for people who might just be interested in flag because it is a a growth sector with the team it doesn't cost much yeah Um, and you know the the flag teams within scotland and they're a great community and there's some real good talent actually in some of the flag teams so we you know we're going to try and help promote that a little bit with the knights and also as i say with their under 13s it's such a good way to introduce people to the first place
0: fantastic right ladies and gentlemen you have heard it here first there is such incredible flag talent available in scotland that there is somewhere there is a flag defender that is going to keep tyreek on lockdown in those 2028 (laughs) olympic games when they roll around
3: are you assuming
4: that we're going to have
0: a Scottish Olympic team by that wow. point? Brian. I, I mean, I don't know how you do politics <laughs> in this show. But... Well, well. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. hi. Listen, it's great to hear it. And to me, Gav, you're somebody with a bit, of a, a bit of a background in flag as well yourself, mate, aren't you? With a bit of a history with this sport.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think, you know, Pete's um, not wrong with what he's saying. So my old club and, and Dan's old club, Glasgow Hornets, were your British runners-up uh, this year. They, they lost the final uh, to London Smoke a couple of months ago. Um, and also, actually, it's worth mentioning that the women's game as well, so the, the GB uh, women uh, are the reigning European champions uh, at the moment as well. The so,
4: GB,
2: yeah, so we've yes. got a few, um, f- 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 few medal prospects there. Um, but I think, you know, with um, it's really interesting to hear Pete talk about the, having it at the under-13s level, because I think that's something that I've seen with, with Flag over the years, is that actually there's always been a really good core of senior teams that's kept going but what we found I think particularly when the Scottish Claymores wound up in 2004 is that sort of the legacy of kids that were coming through started to dry up for a time and actually in the, the last few years we're actually starting to see these youth programs starting up again which is can only be a good thing.
0: Incredible and it's just it's I, I'm just buzzing to see men in American football in Scotland I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, right. OK, gents. Well, do you know what? it feels like a bit of a, of a kick-off question after that. it was a wee bit of a kick-off question. <laughs> nonetheless, on brand, and I thought of this question, so I'm sticking with it, uh, we have got our as-is-tradition kick-off question of the week. Now, this week, we have seen a, we've seen a few throwback uniforms starting to come out. We know that teams around the league like to break them out. This week, obviously, we had the Eagles and the Kelly Greens. Um, but my question for us this week to get us going, guys... What is your favourite throwback uniform jersey? Now, it doesn't need to be an NFL team. It doesn't necessarily need to be a team that are a top, sorry, that's been been brought back yet. But as far as you are concerned, this is the throwback that should come back. Now, I'm going to be honest, guys. One of you has to save me for myself because I've got an honest answer and it disgusts every part of me having to say it out loud. So I'm hoping one of you guys is going to say it for me without knowing what it is. Um, Liam, I've given you the longest to think about this, mate, because we were chatting before the podcast <laughs> off, and you said you have got one. So I'm, I'm going to start a, with you. A, so. a quick,
1: quick thinking, actually. actually. I've, I've stayed away from NFL, because the Packers old, old tops, they're nice, but I've, I prefer the new ones. So I'm going to go, go, um, go with the old soccer ball. The 1992 Scotland top, away top, that was white with a kind of... It was like a... Like a what was it, like a lightning strike purple and red? I remember having that as a youth, as a child. I was, I'm I'm I just I distinctly remember thinking oh, about uh, Um, so that's what I've gone for. I don't know if they've, oh, a, right, right, they've right, re-re- re-re-
0: literally just knew that that top was a belter.
1: I think they re released it, I think, but I don't actually know if they, I think there was chat of it, I don't know if it actually ever happened, but um, but yeah, that was just a classic, it's got, it's a classic Scotland top that
0: well, I like, it, I like it, respect that classic, classic international tops, always, always one to love. Uh, Gav, what about yourself, mate? What would be your your throwback top of choice that you just you just look at and think that that needs to come back?
2: Uh, well, I, I don't know if this one can come back, but uh, we kind of threw it beyond the NFL. Um, I, I'm going to say very quickly, I, I do think that the the '49ers uh, '90s throwbacks—they've uh, got the go yeah. this season—look spot on. But the one I'm going to go smart. for is um, Scottish Claymores '95, '96 oh. jersey. Uh, you know, that's that was my big way into the sport. But um, I, I guess you know remember the the success of the world bowl in 96 and also back at that kind of point with the world league the, the shirts were a wee bit different you didn't have the big numbers on the front and the back the giant claymore logo and and all the other teams on on the front just looked a wee bit different and uh yeah I'm still um desperately scouring eBay to try and pick one of those up um but they're pretty few and far between <laughs>
0: That's that is a, I, I, You know, I'll be honest, I say I'm relatively a, a newcomer to the sport, so the, the claymoles and all the rest it wasn't it was something I was aware of. I didn't follow massively at the time, but they did have some smart jerseys. They had some very smart jerseys oh absolutely on point with a mini helmet straight in there mate <laughs> you look, like
3: this it, is man. my football cover right this is the house it's all in this cupboard <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the the one the, the one uh forgiveness that you're yeah you, you get made for it you can have all of the football stuff they must remain in the cupboard we've we'll, we'll all been there mate uh what would yourself what would your your throwback be that as i say right, you right, just right. you either love it or you bring it back
3: so I, I'm going to have a, a question to you guys first. Do okay. you have that box somewhere in your house that's just filled with all the old jerseys and stuff <laughs> that you've accumulated, the stuff that you can't even fit in anymore? Because yes. Like, had it, like,
2: yeah.
3: yep. so, so I I've got a bunch of old NFL shirts from the 80s, including... So, Gav's going to love us a Lawrence Taylor white giants top. Ooh.
4: Ooh.
3: Not a chance in hell I'm fitting in that anytime. <laughs> it was that was sleek, and that 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 white giants top with it. Do you remember the sleeves are massive? back <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes, yeah. it looked like there was be an extra pad or something yeah. should have went well, in the, the sleeves.
3: Just huge, went that way. and yep. the, the sleeves are that wide. Yeah. So, That's I think bad. we should be bringing back flappy sleeves <laughs> uh, <laughs> with, with the bands the armbands you know like the swimming <laughs> life-saving bands what is- right with the sleeves. that's what i'm going for
0: would would that make the refs better or worse at spotting holding calls? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, as a browns fan i have no place complaining about anything associated with the zebras this week but more about that later right okay um gentlemen i am Thoroughly disgusted with the three of you and with myself because you've you've not saved me and I now need to need to do it. the one and there is there is a, a part of this that comes from my, my my other love of being a Celtic fan. I'm going to stick with the NFL. I'm going to go hands across the divide. The Steelers Bumblebee, oh, the old Steelers <laughs> Bumblebee. It was hideous, but it was glorious. You're not going to love that what thing top. Forever. The Steelers' bumblebee jerseys, I loved them. I loved it when Celtic had the bumblebee, and I need to grudgingly, through gritted teeth and a pained expression, admit that, I okay, I really quite like that, and I think that should come back. <laughs> if I was in charge of the Steelers, I'd absolutely
2: be bringing that as my next throwback jersey. I think Celtic have even done it as a, a throwback because it was the sort of mid nineties mm-hmm. first time round, and they've done it again since.
0: Yeah, oh. I don't think the the, the second time round wasn't quite as luminous <laughs> as the first time round. Well, I don't know if that's that's. Uh, get, the... You
1: couldn't get many, as many e numbers in it if you're in that oh, thing. No. You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't, know, I don't know if that's just me looking back in my my youth with kind of the 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 bumblebee tinted goggles, if you could call it that and imagining that it was much brighter than it was, but but it feels to me like that, that top was like day glow. Um <laughs> okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've you've heard it all now. We've done our we've done our question throwbacks and you've actually heard me say something nice about Pittsburgh. Um I I would clip this and keep it for posterity because that is never gonna happen again. Right. Okay, guys, it is time to actually get stuck in to a wee bit of the week seven action we had. Wait! Oh my God, gentlemen, it's happened. Studs has arrived. <laughs> how we doing?
4: It
0: it's a big chief himself. himself. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's the, the well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you can no doubt pick up, the cruise number one Taylor Swift fan has arrived on the pod. He is with us. We just can't shake him off. Um We've got a bad case of a, a case of bad blood. I don't know, guys, how many. Elspin, how many lines have I missed?
4: There's
0: got to be at least two or three more I could squeeze in here shortly.
4: Said, hey, what are you I'm, doing,
0: Studs? Welcome, mate.
4: I'm quite happy being the Gridiron Cruise anti-hero, so don't worry about it.
0: Oh, anyways, Smooth <laughs> as you look. I'll right. well, tell you what, Studs, you have arrived neatly as we were winding up the, uh, the kick-off question. So, I'll give it to you as well, mate, so you don't feel left out. Throwback jerseys. If you could bring back... Uh, what, either, what is your favourite throwback jersey? Or, if a team has not got a throwback jersey that you like enough, what jersey would you bring back? Doesn't the ABNFL, We've some Scotland tops mentioned. I have begrudgingly given Pittsburgh plays uh, <laughs> and said my one would be bringing back their old bumblebee. Um, we've, chat, we've got a chat of bringing back the flappy arms for the 80s. You think they should be making a reappearance. So what, Duds, would you bring back as your, your all-time perfect throwback?
4: I don't know if it would be so much a jersey, but how much fun would it be to watch Fatma with the old 70s and 80s style shorts that they used to wear? <laughs> you the- watch the game
0: for very different reasons. <laughs>
4: <laughs> It'd be absolutely <laughs> horrific. To see the, the It would be funny to see the players looking so uncomfortable, first and foremost. Uh, it would t- they, you wouldn't have them rolling about as much because they'd be they there's maybe four at the side and things like that. That's
0: just, is there a particular <laughs> player that you want to see in these shots? Like we are an all-inclusive crew here, mate. You can,
4: you be you. Listen, I never said men's football, did I?
0: That's very true, mate, very true. <laughs> You no, just jumped yeah. to the wrong conclusion, my plan. Well, I'm, I'm I'm, concerned what you think is going to drop out of the women's <laughs> Um Right, okay, with that wonderful note, we're going to move on and move on to something that's uh, much much more uh, in tune with what we normally discuss. So we're going to get stuck in to the big games of the weekend, folks. So it was week seven. It was a cracker. Studs, you're just on and you're being kept square in the firing line, mate. And I'm going to enjoy every minute of this. Your game... To tell us all about me, it was a cracker. It was something that is very dear to my heart. Who's it,
4: Colts? I said. Could we not just do? We could literally do this game in one, if you really want. And that one as Miles Garrett. The guy was. Oh, it uh, oh, was phenomenal. He's blocking punts. He's strip sacking. He was just. And that first half especially, the guy was unbelievable. He was literally everywhere for the Browns. Um and then you've obviously got Deshaun Watson being healthy. Uh, but I it was it was probably a blessing in disguise that he went out for me. As I say, it's the the Browns I, I really don't know what you're gonna do with Deshaun Watson, being brutally honest. Um but as I, I say, have the game
0: some
4: itself, <laughs> I think I think yeah. most of the league do, but for me, the game was was all about Miles Garrett. He absolutely one hundred percent stole the show, um, just with how much a phenomenal athlete he, he really is. It, it was nice to see Gardner Minshew on the other side, obviously back to his illustrious mustachioed self, um, throwing the ball about, getting some big touchdowns to Josh Downs. I think early on for last like, yeah. seventy odd there and. Michael Pittman actually showed up with two two catches, I believe it was, and mm-hmm. um, somewhere in the region of 80 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> so he's, um, and then I think we need to obviously talk about the Minshew Shimmy as well. Uh, that was oh, delightful. That was lovely. <laughs> to say the least. So, yeah. but, uh, Miles Garrett is, is the one and only show in town in this conversation for me.
0: I need to say to give to give Minshew his credit, that you know, Gardner Minshew, that world-renowned dual threat quarterback, uh <laughs> do,
4: my the
0: <laughs> Uh but yeah, no, I need to say, even as as the Browns fan, it was nice, and you know, I've got a bit soft spot for Minshew. Well, well, I think most people around the league have got a wee bit of a soft spot for Minshew. You know, he chucked it 305 yards, a couple of touchdowns, He only the one pick against and you know, putting up 38 points on what before. Last night I think most people were pretty much in agreement was the, the number one defence around the league without many questions being thrown against it. Can you still have that conversation about a defense that gave up 38 points to Garden Minshew? That's for another day. Um but it was it was some game. Right now, gentlemen, I'm gonna I'll open it to the floor. Would anybody with anybody like to rain on my Browns fan parade with my, my love of the game and the result? I know there's butts. I know those those tawny ass that some would like to put on this victory. Would, any, would anybody like to to stick the knife in and get a twist? Well,
1: yeah, you're, you're extra man or extra <laughs> meds, men, 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 plural, plural, <laughs> men, men. There's
2: a team of them. <laughs> Do you know what, I, I, I could, yeah, there's a lot of calls that went to Brown's way, especially in that last drive, and I and, and just had a little bit of luck, but um, I, I was looking at this game from a fantasy perspective. I, I had the Jerome Ford, and Jonathan Taylor, and I was just loving seeing a shootout. I was like, this is like, you know, both teams in the 30s, and there's still like 10 minutes to play. Yeah, just keep at it, guys. <laughs> uh, and, and I think the other, aside from just my fantasy team um, I, I think Jonathan Taylor, this is probably the, the first time that he's really made an impact uh, nah. since um, I, he's, he's kind of come back from um, the the, the pop list. Um, and I think obviously, you know, with uh, with, with Richardson out and, you know, Colts relying on uh, Gardner Minshew, they're, they're going to need him to to make some plays down the stretch. Well,
0: one of the big interesting, I'll be honest, I think actually, uh, you kind of knew it as you were watching, but seeing it as a stat really makes it jump out at you. There was what a total of forty odd carries during that game, just just on the Colts side. Taylor and Moss both got 18 carries ahead in that game. You know, what I mean, which is that's that's a lot of work for two running backs to put up in one game. I mean, a, yeah, Taylor going for 75 yards, moss was kept a wee bit more in check. He only managed to fifty-seven, which for him this season's is maybe a wee bit of a statement to the defence doing its job. Brownside, for a team that isn't, or, or is renowned for its run game, yes, we've lost Chubb, God rest him. Um, but he'll hopefully be back next season stronger and ready to rear, ready to go rather. But we came in at, what, uh, just, just heavy at 30 carries. But that was, again, that split between three backs with Jerome Ford going down with a high ankle sprain. I believe it is that he's been called. He's going to be out for a week or two. Um... But I, the amount of running the ball in that game was incredible. And it was some really, really good in the trenchy stuff that we had going on. Um, particularly nice seeing Pierre Strong do a wee bit of work coming in to step in in the particularly fourth quarter when Ford went down. Oh, well, I just like Victory Monday. It's a, I'm a Browns fan. It doesn't happen all that often, boys. You just need to let me have it. And I don't care if the refs blatantly missed two hideous calls.
3: I'm going to rain on your parade, Brian. it, like... Pete. I was watching the early games on red zone and I'm watching those two last plays and I'm I'm a defensive guy right so I'm watching those flags. Horrendous. Now refs don't win you games or lose you games. Yes
0: they do Pete, yes they do.
3: So I'm going to ask you Brian, do you think your Browns are this year's Minnesota Vikings?
0: Oh, I think that's um, doing us way more credit than we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, do you know what I will say for, for the Cleveland Browns? I was actually going to put us in the same boat uh, as I, I would put and have put the New York Jets in. Um, With the rosters as they stand right now, we are a quarterback away. If we had a good quarterback, if Deshaun Watson was the Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans three years ago, uh, we would I genuinely... Brown tinted specs off uh, I would say with a Super Bowl caliber roster. But we do not have that. We have this year's Deshaun Watson or this year's XFL legend, PJ Walker. Yay. Uh so yeah, and it's you've seen it. Um the week before the bye when we got absolutely hosed because the defense was gassed. They had to stay on a game basically a full 60 minutes because it was uh, that was DTR that was playing under centre that game and there was no offence. So the, as good as their defence is, they can't do it. And yes, I will admit, now if, if that uh, DPI call was somehow OK and that that ball was catchable, Amari Cooper should actually enter the Olympics for the high jump because it's <laughs> the only way anybody could catch that ball is if they could, you know, go over a building in a single bound. Um, yeah, and... the. Uh, the illegal contact was generous. <laughs> as, as nice as I can be. And we might have got away with one or two the week previous against the 49ers, but that's not the point. Uh so anyway, I'm just gonna say that the Browns are the Browns are here to win the north. Maybe, providing everybody in the Ravens dies. Um which, on the note of the Ravens, from one fantastic team in the AFC North to another, Liam. Have we cost the Lions? Has the crew broken? <laughs>
1: <Finally.
0: laughs> we spent the, the the review crew or the the preview crew. Sorry, for those who didn't like get a listen to the preview crew, you should go back and give it a listen because the love the Lions were getting was something else. And uh, the Ravens might have rained on that parade a wee bit. What did you what did you think, Kelly? Yeah,
1: it was, Well, it was a, a shootout, just a very uh, a one very one sided shootout. Um, so yeah, that's. But then, it was really weird, because I was having a look back, obviously, I saw the sum of the game, and then looking looking back at the stats, like, Goff still threw for, like, 284 yards, mm-hmm. and um, I think um, St. Brown was, like, over 100, 102 yards uh, receiving as well, and, and Gibbs was got his first touchdown eventually. We'll say it was in garbage time, but he got a touchdown. Um, so, if you looked at that as a stat list, you'd be like, that's oh, a, it's a, a reasonable effort. You know, obviously, they didn't quite as many touchdowns as they normally get in a game, but but they were down twenty-eight now by half time. <laughs> so yeah. that's about sums it up, really. Um, now but it's been. Ravens have been kind of funny all season. I think when I've seen them, they've kind of just been blowing hot and cold a lot. They've been having good moments, good quarters, and then not really, then kind of disappearing again. But this was kind of just a kind of complete game, I think, for them, and it was quite. It's wonderful to be things of things ahead for them, sort of thing. So we shall see. And then Lamar has put all that. It seems ages ago now. All that chat about his contract, all that sort of stuff, all that off-season—that's well behind him now. Basically, a perfect passer, uh quarterback rating. I think he had. I think yeah, um, then, enough. so twenty-one and twenty-seven,
0: three hundred and fifty-seven yards, three touchdowns, no picks, nine carries for thirty-six yards and a touchdown. Is there much more that you can ask from your quarterback?
1: No. no. And then, and then, obviously, you know, obviously, because it was a tight end. End weekend or day Oof. or whatever it was, you know, Mark Andrews, you know, getting in for his two touchdowns as well. It's always good to see doing doing Mark Andrews things. So yeah,
0: I, you know, for somebody that's been having a, by his standards, relatively quiet season, it is. You know, yeah, Mark Andrews be a bit of a return to form. Um, So what what does this tell us about? I say it wasn't just the crew that have been espousing the glory of the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, what I mean, they were five and one going into this game. Um, I think most people thought the Lions were on for a good year. I don't think many would have said they were on for a 5-1 start to the year. Um, is this a blip? Is this them just coming up against a team that's just really bloody good? Is this the Lions going back to the bad old Lions who weren't all that sure what victories looked like? What, what, what do we think? Where do we? How do we see this from a Lions point of view?
1: I think you just, as I this if you look at the stats, it's not too bad, except from your scoreline, but I think you just chalk it. Chalk it to getting beaten by a team totally fine on all c- cylinders for for that day and just move on. I think Lines are still going to be pretty impressive all, all season. I think I wouldn't be too worried about them sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it's just chalk that one off, move on, move on to next week. Which, when they've got the, I think they have got the, the Raiders next week, so that's a, a good uh, bounce-back game for them. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, to be fair, if you're going to move on to play any team at the moment, I'm not sure many teams would uh, be picked ahead of uh, the 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 poor the poor poor Las Vegas Raiders. Um
4: I think Sean Payton would like a word to be that one Brian. Well okay
0: thanks <laughs> thanks. Um but still I think generally we can agree they're not in a not in great shape other boys from Vegas. Um it's like, okay thank you very much. Right now this do you know I'm I'm really not I'm really annoyed at this because it this seemed like do you know what we, we talk about is the NFL scripted is that a, you know? do they all get together at the start of the year and have a wee chat about how the results are going to go? Well, I don't know. How about making it so that Bill Belichick, who is in dire straits, is this man on a hot seat? That seat's not even lukewarm as he rolls in for his 300th coaching victory against the Bills, a team who to this up to that point had actually been okay. A bit of a nice very start to the season, but they've been looking good game on game. Gav, is this is it scripted?
2: Is it all is it all made up just to upset me? Uh, do you know what I I, I think that the story coming out of this game has all been about the 300th win for, for Bill. But do you know what actually? I think for me, um, going into this weekend's game, my socials for some reason were filled with all these anti-Mac Jones. Memes and videos, yeah. and it's like I don't, I don't particularly care much about the Patriots either way. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of folk really sticking the knife, and and um, you know, the guy went for uh, it was 25 of 30, uh, no picks, two touchdowns, two fourth quarter touchdowns, um you know he's not the second coming of brady he's probably not even the, the second coming of jimmy g um but <laughs> he did the, he did the job uh, he did the job on, on sunday um and, and and i guess um you know the bills have been really bad for for slow starts this year so uh they were down 13 at the half i think in the, the previous three games they've been outscored 3 to 1 in the the, the first half uh against not particularly great teams with the giants in that last three for god's sake um but uh you How know do you see he, it, <laughs> yeah i mean josh allen at the end of the, day, the guy's a gamer kate came back had um two brilliant um uh scores i think obviously one himself he just punched in uh on, on the goal line but the um the the other uh touchdown it had to to Stephon diggs um sliding catch uh, about five yards shy of the goal line didn't get touched uh touched down by anyone so just heads up get straight back in his feet and uh and plowed in um so, I, mean, I think there's another really exciting nail-biting uh game in the early window but um i mean fair play to to mike you know there's the trailing by three um at the end of the game drive all the way down to the goal line not settling for a field goal in overtime that they played to win and um i mean liam already mentioned it was uh national tight ends day um and uh, with Mike Gossicki driving the the winner uh, in that game as well, so a uh, big win for the Pats and um, yeah, pretty well deserved too. It's an interesting one. Like this is, and it's I hate
0: to beat a dead horse with this, and it is a wee bit like beating a dead horse. And the bills got. Is the Bills Super Bowl window stuffed? All we've heard for, for, oh, they'll be there and thereabouts. You look at that roster, Josh Allen's a Baller, you know, they got digs for the Giants a few years back. Bells, 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 bills. They so, never they, like <laughs> yeah, regular season. They they play well. You know, we've seen it all year. Then they make it into these big, high-pressure games and oh, choke. They do so little. And then it's like Bill Belichick is like the ghost of Christmas yet to come, some spectre of death just floating about over the Bills just trying to ruin everything that they could be is, is this one that the Bills just there's just something lacking there that some part of the the mental side of the game that's so important I mean you can have all of the best athletes in the world but if their heads aren't in the right place when they get things like this happen to you we see it all the time in sports is there something that the Bills are just... What's missing? What isn't there?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think... Um, I, I, I seem to have landed in the, the spot of our, our unofficial uh, Bills correspondent. I, I don't know if it's all the the, the players and uh, front office staff. They seem to fire over to the, the Giants at some point or other. Um, but, I mean, I, I had them kind of taking a bit of a step back uh, before the scene. I think I had them going. and... Eleven and six uh, this year, um, and I mean, you could say that, that they're well on track for that. Um, I guess they're quite fortunate. They, they, the Dolphins also lost um, this weekend, so they're only one game back in the division. It, it does feel, though, that, I mean, the, the teams that they're they're losing to. Uh, I mean, that that Jets game in week one. I guess when Aaron Rodgers around, you thought maybe they're gonna. You know, that that, that is one that would be a tricky one for them, but uh, you know. When they were losing to the backup QB there, that's not really one that the the Bills should be losing. Uh, Again, on paper, you know, the the Pats uh, this weekend, that's not a team that should be beating. They they did struggle to put away the the Giants the week before. I I get the feeling with the Bills. I I think they'll be playing in January, but I don't know how many weeks they'll they'll get out of it.
0: I I think you might even be... I don't know so I look at their schedule looking ahead for the rest of the year so next week they've got the Bucks uh, Thursday night football Um, so that could be a banana skin Bucks defense is good Baker's been serviceable he's been playing relatively well this year Uh, then they're going Bengals okay then it's the Broncos and the Jets and that is what it is Uh, but then they've got Eagles Chiefs Cowboys Chargers Patriots again Dolphins that's a tough running at the end of the year. There's a lot of very, very losable games there. Do we, are, are the Bills a team that are... The AFC's competitive. Are the Bills a team that we really see going to make it the whole way? What do, we, what do we think, guys? Are the Bills a team who many anointed, me included, hold my hands up, to, to head out that AFC East at the, the start of the year to be making deep playoff runs? Did, do they have it in the tank? What do we think? Who, who else has got to get a take on that? I I will be honest. I, I backed the Bills for the Super Bowl and I'm feeling sore about it. Um <laughs> who else has got a take on the Bills and what they're what they're building for or not?
1: I was just gonna say, like I think they're so banged up in defence. Now they lost what Milano in, in London, didn't they? And mm-hmm. then was it the week before they lost? Who was it they lost? The week before now. Um was it Achilles? Was it White? lost a week before. Oh, um, sure. um, but anyway, they seem to still wind up in defence. They just can't, I suppose. But then, it's really weird. Like, as you say, they're, they're like the Packers. They can't score in the first half. Um, so, and they can't just sustain drives, and then they just suddenly come to life. It's just a bit, a bit weird. I don't know what's going on. with them. Yeah. It's, I think they just need to get some health or get some players in. Well they make some, I suppose, it's come to the trade deadline. Do they make some moves in defence to, to refill their roster a bit? I don't know. But I think, go from there
4: I think I was pretty vocal about the fact that I thought the Bills were overrated anyway um, so for me it's I'm not really that shocked about it but I do agree with William. Um the loss of Mark Milano is going to be huge for them he really for me he was like the third best player so you, you had Alan Diggs and then Milano for me um, as, as their most talented three players so to lose him for I, well, I can't remember how long I've lost him for whether it's the season or not but
0: um, and that defence is going to feel it. Yeah, Matt Milano. I, I hate Matt Milano. I, I hate him respectfully. Um, because <laughs> so that last season he absolutely single-handedly told the Browns a new one. Um, and I was just sick and tired of seeing him tackle people. Um, but yeah, so he he has he's sidelined indefinitely. Tre'Davious White is out as well. Um. They've lost a bunch of players all over the rest of it. Uh, Dawson Knox has just went picked up an injury as well at the weekend, so it looks like he might be out for a wee while. But, although, to be fair, that does mean all of the Dalton Kincaid truthers out there who watched him come uh, get drafted by the, the Bills and were certain that it was the second coming of Kelsey. Uh, I've got something to maybe look forward to in that count. But yeah, it is, It's I, I'm baffled, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot get my head around Buffalo. I want to see them do well. I do have a wee odd bit of a soft spot for them for some reason, but they just aren't living up to it. Right, okay, moving on. Uh, uh last game that we are going to go into in a bit of depth. Can the Finns beat a playoff game? Do you know, I had all sorts of ideas for witty lines about this, and at the end of the day, it just comes down to, can the Finns beat actual playoff caliber teams? Uh, Pete, what did, what did you think of the game? So obviously it was Finns at the Eagles.
4: Yeah,
3: what were your takeaways? Think it's... It was an interesting game because, I I mean, I've seen the Finns described as fast-track bullies the last couple of days because, you know, they're Mm. beating easy teams or lesser teams and not coming up with the goods against the bigger teams. I think that there's an element here of Dolphins, particularly in offense. They've got all those weapons and they just want to use them. Mm -hmm. And if you look at I mean, I I had a wee nerdy browse at the stats today and... uh, the fact the Dolphins didn't even try and run the ball effectively against Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia didn't run the ball effectively against the Dolphins in terms of yards per carry, but Mm -hmm. they still ran the ball 34 times and they just chewed up the clock. It's the classic, uh, what was the game? Was it uh, Giants against Patriots in the Super Bowl for the Giants just... Just ran down the clock. Yeah, they, they just, just
0: wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't let Brady back on the park.
3: Exactly, and if you, uh, there's another cracking stat that I uncovered, which is five of the top tacklers for Philadelphia in the game. Four of them were defensive backs. Wow. So that's telling you that they've done a great job of containing, mm-hmm. you know, the speedsters that Miami have and keeping them and, and having really good tacklers. Which is the one thing that, you know, like, again, I'm saying as a defensive coach, when you watch the NFL, oh my God, defensive backs do not know how to tackle in the NFL. (laughs) Because they just recruit fast guys and hope they can stay with the receivers. But Philly have got a great defensive unit and they've got great tacklers and they've got really good fundamentals defensively. And so they've done a great job of containing Miami throughout that game. I mean, saying that, Dolphins are in that game right till the end. Mm-hmm. So even although it's a two-score game at the end, Dolphins were driving for the tie and the turnover creates a two-score difference. So, you know, are Miami could Miami challenge? Yes, I think they can, but they probably need to diversify. They need to have a plan mm-hmm. B, which is run the ball, which they can do. <laughs> but when they're in those tougher games, they have to realise that they just can't, Run everybody
0: and it's, and it's we've obviously seen all the the the, the quotes that they know it's, it's it's legion of zoom reborn the legion of zoom improved um with this Miami team without shaking his head um, and what we have we've heard it all year and to be fair when you put 70 points up on yeah okay it was Denver but still 70 points is 70 points um it, it bears a bit of listening to but yeah it just seems to be whenever the yeah I think Pete, you've nailed square in the head. Where is the plan B? And as a Raheem Mostert fantasy owner, uh, where was Plan B, Miami? Uh, <laughs> is is you know, I mean, he is your plan A, B, C, and D, I think you'll find. Um, unless I can finally convince somebody in one of the old to trade me Tyreek Hill. Um, but until such a thing. Uh so yeah, it's we'll tell you what, it's one of these studs. I, I can't believe I'm about to do this. Right, ladies and gentlemen, this makes me this is twice in one pod that I've had to say something that makes me want to vomit. Can anybody studs come close to the Chiefs in the AFC? Or are we gonna have another year of watching your smug face talk about the Arrowhead Invitational again?
4: Well, it certainly looks like it is going to be the Arrowhead Invitational again this year. Um, just now, but there are still there are good teams in the AFC, I think you look at what the Ravens done to the Lions let's be brutally honest they abso- Dan Campbell said it itself. they absolutely beat the shit out of them basically, I think Dan Campbell said so the Ravens are starting to kind of hit a bit of them. Jags look like they're stringing a couple of wins together as well, obviously beating a, a good Saints defence this weekend, for me the big test for the Dolphins is going to be Frankfurt not this weekend, the following weekend, where they play the Chiefs. So I think they've got they've got an easy one this weekend. I can't even remember who they're playing, but I'm pretty sure it's a good get right game um, for them. So uh, I think uh, uh, they've
0: played the Pats.
4: <laughs> See, get right game. <laughs> 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 sorry,
1: Leo. Oh, the Pats. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Pats. Pats. <laughs> Pats. 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 That's why I was laughing. <laughs>
4: Right, nice. they'll, they'll beat the Pats they bother anyway. Sorry Scud, even though you're not here um, But aye It's I, again It'll be interesting to see how they're doing Frankfurt Against the Chiefs and again you're looking at the Chiefs Defence has been Setting up uh, this year And we've seen it again in the second half against the Chargers Where they completely uh, completely Shut down just in here but after The first quarter when it looked like we were Going to have a 70-70 shootout um, In that game We basically shut them down so, it'll be interesting to see if the Chiefs' defence can live up to the Miami offence.
0: Yeah, that is an interesting one. Right, do you know, we're in a weird position, actually, this week in the, in the pod, ladies and gentlemen, where we're actually outnumbered by NFC fans. Uh, normally, n- normally, we're AFC heavy. Um, so, tell you what, I've, I've given Studs his wee moment of getting to, to wax lyrical. Now, gentlemen, I'm very sorry that neither neither of you to follow teams that are any good at football um i thought about a nice way to say that and then i decided not to. um but who do you think that for weeks and me last week was waxing lyrical about how the 49ers were the complete team in football and don't worry in the rest in one i'm going to be able to beach out with him um who do you see as of right now week seven's been and done who is if we're going to accept grudgingly that the chiefs are the big dog at the moment in the afc who do you see it as the big dog in the NFC? Then, Pete, I'm going to come to you for a wee bit of both because, as we as we discussed before we came on, Pete's a fan of many teams. He's one of those guys that wears the, wears the jumper at a pre-mark with every team's badge on it. Uh, so I'll get him to give us a who. He sees as the runners and riders across the league. But, Liam, start me off, mate. Who, who is the team in the NFC at the minute? Is it still the Niners, even in a two-game losing streak? Or do you see somebody else as the big dog and don't dare say it's the Packers?
1: <laughs> if only I could say it was the Packers. Um, well, I suppose, as we just said, talking about, still, still the Eagles, I think, really, over, overall. I still think the 49ers, well, as long as they can stop getting injured again, as they always do every year, I still think they'll be, they'll be there. And I suppose I've, always, I've kind of always had a soft spot for the Niners, certainly recently, they're always kind of a fun team to watch. So, so, yeah, one of those two That's kicking true. about.
0: Best, best-paid, physiotherapist therapist in the league. Uh, Gav, what about yourself? Mate? Who is it? Are you with him in team? Uh, team Eagles. Team Fly Eagles Fly. Uh, look, look at, look at the disgust in his face. Oh, I, I,
2: yeah, it's it's hard for me to say. It. I mean, I, I think to be honest, I mean, Liam's talked to, to the, the two main contenders already. I think, um, I think if the the 49ers had uh, managed to uh, pick up the win. Uh, overnight, then I think I probably would be saying that, yeah, you can write off the Cleveland loss. It's uh, starting to get a few question marks now, but I, I still think they'll be there come season end. Um, I guess just to give a fresh perspective, the the one question we've got is still those Lions. So the, the Ravens game, no denying they are completely blown out. Is that a one-off? Or can they come back? This is still a side that went to Arrowhead uh, and picked up the, the win in week one. Um, you know, sitting pretty, and they don't have the, the toughest of divisions to deal with. So, I think again, we'll see the, the Lions playing at home in January. Um, I don't know if they are the the pick of the bunch, but I guess they're the certainly the, the dark horse still.
0: Yeah, I like, it. I like, I, I like an alternative pick. Uh, it's always boring when everybody goes for the, for the obvious shouts. <laughs> Right, Pete, as we've said, you're a, you're a man who, who puts his flag on many masts. Uh, who, is who are your, your two picks? Who do you see as the big dog in each division at the minute? You're way too
3: early, Super Bowl prediction. Way, way too early. So, <laughs> only week seven. I'm going Philly.
2: Okay.
3: And in the AFC, I'm sorry about the studs, but I think AFC, it, it's because it's stronger, I think they're going to knock each other out and if you remember the Super Bowl where Kansas underperformed because everybody was injured by the time they got to the Super Bowl because conference final they just got smashed by the Bills and the Semis but got there um, so for that reason I'm going Baltimore I really hope you're wrong
2: <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> it was bad enough
0: when it was the Bengals Uh not can't be having the rebrand making it the tribute <laughs> act <laughs> oh.
4: the problem for the Chiefs is going to be the injury to Nick Bolton that was picked up and whether he can get back a soon big one. Drew looked did look good great right enough when he stepped in on uh, Sunday and I know the team has been speaking about how intelligent he is but is that a case of playing against his former team, they knew the plays or is it just that he is that good a player but Bolton's a huge loss
0: Aye, big, and it's right, well, it's one of these next man up and all the rest of it, but there's certain players that is easier to next man up than others Uh, And Bolton. wee bit like what we were talking about with Matt Milano earlier. It's it's just no name that's easy to replace in the team sheet, unfortunately. Right, okay, chaps, let us keep going and keep tracking. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Rest in One. As we are all used to by now, Uh, there's far too many games in this league and I can't afford the lecky to talk about all of them in depth. so, we are going to batter our way through the rest of Week 7's games. It is a one-liner, chaps, one word. Give me something uh, that sums up the experience. Studs, you are going to be kicking me off, mate. It was Thursday night football. It was Jacksonville at New Orleans, and it was 31-24 to the Jags. Give me it in one, mate.
4: For me, it was um, Trevor Ete and Shines again. Another two-touchdown day for him, so... Uh, Sorry, Travis Etienne, no Trevor Etienne, his brother.
1: <laughs> that's,
4: that's, she's,
0: she's much, she's significantly less talented brother.
4: To be fair, you could go with Trevor Etienne because Lawrence was good as well on right. Thursday night. And, uh, I think he was a top rusher overall, actually, um, if I remember right to Thursday. I would looking. at it, I don't know.
0: There you go. So, yeah, Etienne shines again. Uh, Liam, coming to you, mate, it was the Falcons at Tampa. It was a slobber knocker at 16-13. Uh, what, what was your, your one liner for the night, mate?
1: I suppose it's just rid of three fumbles, but still wins. I suppose and still in the uh, NF, NF, NFC uh, South leaders, you know, number one. What's not to like about the Falcons? Apparently,
0: Uh well, Bijan, well, Bijan, well, Bijan. <laughs> uh, what was? I don't think Emry understands what happened there. He had a wee bit of an upset tummy, maybe. Partly it was headaches he had the night before, oh. so. Oh. I'm I'm sure we've we've all heard that excuse of, I've got a headache and I can't play tonight. Um, (laughs) Right, okay. uh, Hope, sis. Someday at home, we'll get that joke. Uh, Gav, coming to you, mate. It was a homer. It was Washington at your very own New York Giants. It was the Giants walking away. Victory Monday, 14-7. What was your one-line
2: takeaway? I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) It was... uh, It was... (laughs) brutal uh it was brutal at times and the, the giants were hanging on at the end um but you know they got the job done against probably the the only team in recent years that you can count on a, a win against um We bright spot from Jalen High they'll finally catch on a couple of um big throws from from Tyrod Taylor so hopefully there's um some light at the end of the tunnel there a oh man
0: you've got a lot of, a lot of time for Mr Jalen Hyatt you know with a lot of chat about him in the the off-season and the build-up after the draft. You got a lot of love for Mr. Hyatt. I, I know. Seven weeks in and uh, I'm finally <laughs> finally winning. <laughs> <in that>
2: <laughs> <way>. <laughs> okay,
0: Pete, we are coming across to you. It was it was the Falcons at the Seahawks. It was 20-10 to at to the Seahawks. What was your, your one-line takeaway for the game?
3: Seahawks. Yeah, do you know what? What are the Seahawks? I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> somewhere, somewhere he's screaming at his, his radio really angry my, right now.
3: My one line is, what are the Seahawks? Geno Smith, is he good? Is he not? I have no idea. Are they?
0: <laughs> Hopefully next week he's trashed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that is about the fairest assessment I actually think I've ever heard the Seahawks <laughs> given. <laughs> what, what even are you now? Uh, right, studs, we are coming back to you. It was a uh, Pittsburgh at the Rams. The Dirty Steelers won it twenty-four seventeen. Give me it in one.
4: And my best Ron Burgundy impression. I'm going to go with Najee scores. <laughs> <laughs> so and then also you've got Brett Meyer, but I think the less said about him, he's had a rough enough week as us. <laughs> uh,
0: aye, be fair, Brett Meyer can currently be found at your local uh, job seekers uh, center. Um, <laughs> Yeah, GSA, mate. Get yourself on to it. We'll see you right uh, <laughs> Yeah. Bless you the uh, Liam, we're coming back to you. Your last one leaving me. It was the Chargers at KC. Yes, studs. I didn't give you KC. Get it, wouldn't you? Uh, it was uh, 17 seventeen thirty-one. KC walking away with a win. Uh, Liam, give us it in one, mate.
1: I was, uh, well, KC offense clicked, kind of, the first half. Oh. and Yeah. But yeah, KC offense clicked. KC still in on a word. KC
0: doesn't really have an offence in the fourth quarter it's <laughs> just bizarre uh, but yeah they still somehow came away with it scum they, they,
4: uh, they didn't need to Mahomes gets 20 for 23 for 300 plus yards in the first half so
0: you're happy just, Job, just have that one memorised to hand did you <laughs> Uh <laughs> oh he's insufferable ladies and gentlemen but it we love it. Uh, right okay Gav uh, it's uh, Green Bay at Denver it was 17-19 to Broncos? Uh I it's, couldn't give this to him because I didn't want to do that too. He's already re- <laughs> he already had to live it live. I couldn't make him relive it. Uh, uh put
2: him out of his misery, Gav. Are, are we going after the low-hanging fruit here again to see where is the love? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Jordan's struggling here. Um, I, I guess the one other takeaway should shout out from this one is um this is actually the first time in ten that the, the Broncos have held on to a half-time lead. Uh, they've not won a game we've been winning at halftime uh, in almost two years, so uh, well done I didn't, guys I didn't know that. That, that, thanks, thanks
1: for making it even better for me so. I, <laughs> I, imagine,
0: what the, imagine what a team talk, I'm imagining now the Broncos taking like a timeout as they're all positions on a drive just before the half, and you know head coach right guys, just let them get this one in <laughs> let them get this one in, they'll go ahead at the half and then we stand a chance because in two years we've no managed to hold on to that first <laughs> half, wow uh, that's a stat I did not know. Uh, right, Pete. It is the the second last game. It was it was the 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 headline event of the weekend. <laughs> Raiders at Bears. Those two NFL juggernauts. Uh, it was thirty to twelve. The Bears walking away with the win. What did give me? It in one mate round this one
3: out. Div two quarterbacks for the win. Any. <laughs> 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 Oh, we need to love Mr. I mean, You giving me all the peachy games, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well.
0: To be fair, I actually enjoy them. For the bits of the the Bears game, I caught, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm enjoying watching the Baguette just because it's, it's absolutely bizarre.
3: So, but did you see the quote? That, the the I, I, see, I don't even know the guy's name, the quarterback for the Bears.
0: The... Uh, to be fair, to give him his actual name, it's it is it, it is it just Baguette? It's not. It's not. It doesn't have a strange accent on I it. Baguette, I think it's just Baguette.
3: So he came out with this quote that's like, never let anybody tell you you can't do... You know, it was that old, keep your feet on the ground, but reaching for the stars. This... <laughs> like, well it's, done, you that
0: know, He's that, that well-known that I've literally just tried to throw Baggett quote, and given B-A-G-E-T is not exactly a very common surname, I've thrown it into Google, and Google refuses to give me anything that is not about baguettes or budgets. <laughs> So he's that well known, ladies and gents. But hey, Victory Monday is Victory Monday for the Bills.
4: Is it no bad badge? Is it no B A G E? Right.
3: Oh, you go. i will be why. There you go. Is that well Um <laughs> I can't kind of spell his name. Um,
4: I'm glad one of sorry, us folks. is going on. Well, well, I, I was calling tra- uh, Travis E.T. and Trevor earlier, so I'm certainly not blameless. <laughs>
0: right, yeah. Well, to be fair, I think uh, they've two quarterbacks. We give ourselves a wee bit of a buy on that one. Uh, right, OK. And to round off the last of the suite of games, we had the Niners at the Vikings. It was Monday Night Football. And it's this one I was keeping off for myself. Twin Time Cup is back. Daddy Cool, the chains were back. Minnesota somehow walked away with a 22-17 lead, and yet to give it to give it in one. Addison, he is him. What a play! The takeaway touchdown, incredible, incredible from Addison. JJ, who needs him replaced? He's not really. Vikings fans, don't worry. JJ will be back soon, I'm I'm sure. Uh, Right. Okay, gents. We are building up towards the end of our podcast for the evening. Now, it wouldn't be the Island crew without our statistic of the week. And I'll be honest, ladies and gentlemen, when I found this one, I was so delighted with myself and I've been extra careful not to let any of tonight's crew in on it so they can all have a wee guess. Now, Studs, I seem to be throwing you... We just thrown you a wee bone constantly tonight because this one is a Chiefs statistic of the week. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I think it is fair to say, have an incredible connection. Now, they have connected on, as of this pod, at least 28 of the last targets dating back to week five. But my statistic slash question is... Based on just the general completion probability of achieving that, what is the percentage chance that that happens? What, is the per- what are the odds that Patrick Mahomes manages to connect with Travis Kelsey in 28 of the, the last attempts that he's had with him going back on a way to week five? So, as a percentage, what do you reckon? How likely is it? Studs, I'll come to you last because it's a bit of a homer question for you. Now, boys, I'm gonna give you so a wee hint. It's not a big number. Uh <laughs>
1: What's know you I'm you know,
0: 70% all go. that. I'll go, I'll go on it just as I see he's on the screen, guys. We'll start with Liam. You are just next to me. What do you reckon? What's well, the thanks. percentage chance of that happening?
1: Um since you've given a clue, I'll go low then. I'll go I'll go, 7% I'll go low, seven percent then.
0: Seven percent likelihoods, okay, likelihood. okay yeah, mate. Yeah. Gav, what about yourself? What do you reckon? What's the percentage chance that that connection stays that true that much? Is what Gav needs to remember that he's muted. He's a technical
2: wizard, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. He, he's I talking do, to the mute. He does need a good reminder. Uh, I'll, I'll go lower with 2%. 2% chance. Right. Head coach Pete,
3: what do you I'm reckon? I'm going lower. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Studs says, I'm going lower than that. Okay. <laughs> nah, man, no, don't
0: no play that game. I'll give you the big chief of last night. It's his team.
3: All right, 0.01%.
0: Okay, 0.01%. Studs, we're coming to you. What is the percentage chance that that connection stays that true? I
4: was going to go what 5%. To be honest, that was my initial gut gut instinct. Can I just say oh. before you actually give the answer, <laughs> um, the connection actually broke this week. Kelsey did have a drop on one of the targets. I think. Yeah. Got, did,
0: but up, up until that, yes. Up until that, right? The actual answer. I mean, somebody that was alarmingly close, ladies and gentlemen. Zero point zero three percent. Get it, it, is, yeah. it is a, <laughs> one, a one in 3,000 chance that they make that st- It is incredible. And yeah, just think, ladies and gentlemen, if you want your team to have uh, such an incredible connection between your quarterback and one of your star players, all you need to do is get an exceptionally famous pop star to attend all of your games and wave at them from the crowd um i recommend somebody goes we're like you know can we get one of the players like to shack up with neil diamond They <laughs> were reckon that would have the same impact uh <laughs> Tom jones or something like that <laughs> right okay chaps thank you very much ladies and gentlemen that brings us to the end of our review of week seven in the nfl now remember ladies and gentlemen you can keep in touch with the crew via Twitter. We are at Grid Crew. On Insta, it is grid underscore iron underscore crew. Stick Grid Iron Crew into thread, stick it into YouTube, into Twitch. You'll find us there. And as always, you will find us wherever you get your podcasts. Help the community grow. Give it a like, give it a subscribe, all the rest of it. Another reminder, folks if you have not had a chance yet to watch our first birthday pod, Get yourself onto YouTube particularly to give that one a look. As I've said before, there is a wee eagle-shaped birdie who's told me that there is a belter of a giveaway in the middle of that pod. So give it a watch. Make sure you get yourself in with a chance to win what is frankly an absolutely incredible prize. If you win it, I know for a fact it will make you feel invincible. So it is time to say goodbye after a good week of football, folks. We are now just looking forward to week eight. And remember, guys, week eight starts on Thursday night live with the preview crew, and if you can't catch them live, you can always catch them when you get your podcast as well. Gentlemen, it has been fantastic to talk football with you all. So. Liam, thank you very much for coming on tonight, mate. Thanks as always. Always good to chat. Gav, as always, mate, it has been a pleasure to have you on with us. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks very but, much, uh, guys. Gavin, remember, he was muted that time, folks. <laughs> uh, uh, Studs, uh, a pleasure and I'm going to stop saying nice things about the Chief in the next pod I'm going to start
4: against <laughs> the Tendys again ah, class, now we call, A week off's always good and we can then um, start talking about the Arrowhead Invitational again Oh, It's your bye this week isn't it? <laughs> no okay, so after, I'm the, tra- after the Frankfurt games we're bye oh, right, okay, back, I was going to so...
0: say I'm um, I think I'm hoping you to lose the bye uh,
4: no, We play the Broncos this week so we're um, oh, obviously a
0: bye, scared um, <laughs> good uh, right okay and last but by absolutely no means least pete thank you so much for coming on tonight mate it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and to to give us some of your wisdom from a man who knows this sport oh so well look at him rolling his eyes being all bad <laughs> thank you very much for coming on
3: mate oh it's been an absolute pleasure gents thank you for having me
0: right okay ladies and gentlemen that is us for this week and until next week we will see you then